was like, what the fuck, kid? And sure as fuck, it was my bar mitzvah pen. I'm like, where did you get it? She's like, I don't know. My friend, it was like this weird, like, did you get a blowjob out of that? Get one? No, I gave her one. Okay, fair. As long as there was some yeah. sort of mutual uh, exchange, and yeah. I'm good with that. Head was because that's a great. That's a great. Like, what is it? Meet cute. The sweetest meet cute. Yeah. I mean, that's like a Paul Rudd story, right? You know what I mean? That's uh, you know, if, if if you had sex, if you had sex, it's a Paul Rudd story. If you didn't have sex, it's a Zach Galifianakis story. I thought you were gonna say Zach Braff, but either way works. Yeah. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe send and listen to it. <laughs> Have you ever done retirement parties? I actually did do, yeah, for Richard Steele. Yeah, I did a retirement party for him. Richard Steele? Why do he, I know Richard that Steele, Richard Steele? Richard Steele was one of the venerated that he used to do on, I can't remember the station, but it was the real deal with Richard Steele. That's he was, right, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then he was, a, 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 what, what I would say is a venerated uh, anchorman for yeah. WBEZ. And uh, when he was retiring, he came to me because I'd done enough events with him uh, during my time at WBEZ that he asked me if I would basically throw his retirement party. So we had it in Bronzeville and it was, I mean, it was fucking crazy. It was so much fun. And he had such a good time. Great. You know, we had, I, we invited a whole bunch of people that I, I personally invited a whole bunch of people that knew him from back in the day. Mm -hmm. And they came up and they spoke. We had poets, we had music, we had food. Yeah. It was a, it was a really great. And he, I mean, for years, a couple of years after, because he, he had a retirement party and then kind of didn't retire, which is kind of how it happens. Yeah. And so he was still around, and he just never stopped talking about how much that meant to him. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like retirement parties. Yeah, it was were cool. There, were there gifts involved? Did people buy him? Or, like, did – was re, he was retiring from WBEZ, so, like, did, did BEZ purchase gifts for him? I think they got him a plaque. Okay. I think I think it was, it was like, a plaque. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't actually remember okay. specifically. Yeah, so here's, no. here's the thing is – um, yeah, what's what's on your mind? We've got this client, and they've got a they've had a couple people retire that have you know people that have been there for forty years, um, leaders in the organization, people that are well respected and well known. So it comes time for them to retire. Retire. There's, of course, an outpouring of um, <laughs> gratitude and and love and all this other stuff, and they do yeah do a little send off. Not really retire. I mean, it, they have retirement parties. But like at their big meetings, they'll do like a little send off, bring the guy up on stage. He'll say a few things. They'll present him with some gifts, which is great. It's, it's the kind of I think gift. it's gross. Well, it's, it's, it's gross. I mean, I honestly, I think, I think granted, well, you have to understand, I come from a place where I jump, I've jumped from job to job for so long at this point. The only moment where I ever had uh, a, a sort of like, hey, Don's leaving party even suggested to me 
was at WBEZ. And uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure you recall the specifics, but basically uh, the, the new CEO who came from Condé Nast had very, very little use for events that were a stewardship thing. Right. She didn't, she didn't, if it wasn't making a lot of money, she didn't have any use for it. Right. And so for about a year, she and I kind of went back and forth because for 10 years I built what was what I was told to build uh, when I started a stewardship program. So we did a lot of free events. We did a lot of very low cost events. You know, it was all about sort of bringing, thanking the people that were members of WBEZ, bringing in new members, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we had a rig really, really, really good success rate, but it didn't make a lot of money. And so she really had an issue with it. And her, policy was i mean it was unwritten but her policy was that she would hire somebody give them your exact job description but a different title and see if you got the message and left and i figured out what she was doing she did it she did it to justin kaufman she yeah. did it to jill shepherd a lot of people at that point she had done this to like six different people that i'd worked with for 10 years plus where, where literally she just hired somebody to take over and they had nothing to do because all of a sudden somebody else was doing their job. And so yeah. they ended up finding other jobs at ProPublica and Axios and all this other shit, WGN. I just got pissed off about it because I thought it was so shitty yeah, that well. I held out. I totally held out. And when they finally said, are you ever going to leave? I said, I'll leave, but you're going to give me a fucking hefty severance. Yeah. And so it wasn't, I didn't get fired um, but it was definitely a situation where I was just a stubborn cunt. Well, at like a week into it, it's like, like, all right, let's close it out. I'm closing it out. And my boss at the time, Cassie came to me and she said, yeah, well, goalie wants to have a going away party for you, which was effectively a retirement party. <laughs> and I said, I don't think, I said, I don't think you want to do that. And she's, what do you mean? You don't want to have a going away party? I said, yeah, here's the problem, Cassie. If you have a going away party for me, I'm going to have a moment where I get to speak to all the people in the newsroom that are going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee motherfucking T.U. Goalie, who was the CEO at the time, does not want me to speak my piece. No. About what shitty, what a shitty asshole she is. You really don't want that. She said, so you don't want any kind of party at all? Not a fuck. I said, you can throw it, but it's going to be to your detriment. Yeah. So they did not throw a retirement party for me because I, I made it real clear. You throw it, you throw it for me? Oh, yeah. we're going to have some words. Yeah. And so they, I just left, which was fine. Well, so part of what we do is we're tasked with fulfill, fulfillment. And mm -hmm. so the client will say, you know, we need to buy gifts for, for Don. Don's retiring after 40 years. Sure. Here's the budget. Um, great. What's what's he into? And they'll say, you know, well, he uh, he loves uh, University of Michigan football. He is a Wolverine till, he, you know, through and through. He bleeds blue and gold or whatever their official colors are. Or whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. And, they are. I, whatever. Yeah, we, yeah. Shit. Um, I feel like like it's collegiate, I don't collegiate colors shit. are rarely just okay. like red and gray. It's like crimson and you know off. Yeah, they 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 black, have. Well, that's the thing is they go into they go into the Crayola box with the sixty four Crayolas and they find 
it's red. Yeah. But they don't call it red. They call it crimson. In fact, yeah, you know what? I fucked up because UNLV's colors were- Burnt sienna. Were red and gray, but they weren't red and gray. They're scarlet and gray. So where oh, your scarlet and gray- Anyway. Yeah. You know, so, it's, it, so yeah, it's so pretension. Loves, it's Don college. It's Michigan. pretension. And and he uh, he really enjoys uh, he really enjoys Johnny Walker Scotch, you know he's really into that. See that's a good that is a good retirement gift. Here's some what booze. Else, what else is he like? Uh, he's uh, you know he he listens to a lot of uh, uh, he's a big U two guy. Loves U two. Okay, cool. So let's get gifts for this guy. This is what we know about him. He likes the band U two. Loves the University of Michigan football team. And what was the other thing? Oh, drinks blended scotch. Scotch. Johnny Walker yeah, scotch. Yeah. Okay. So we buy these gifts. And that's what... 40 years, Don. Thanks so much. Here's a bottle of whiskey. Some Michigan football helmet or a jersey with your last name on it. You never played sure. for the team. You never played for yeah, it. Yeah, no. But you like watching But now, you, so now you have an extraneous yeah. fucking thing that's going to sit in your basement. Sure. And uh, what was the other thing you liked? Uh, Scotch? Oh, you too. You too. And then you too. Okay. You know, here's a an auto, uh, a gold record from, uh, or you know, here's the Joshua Tree LP autograph. You know, vinyl record autographed by the. Band. I mean, this is a nice big frame. budget, dude. Yeah, this is big a budget. big yes. motherfucking budget. Big Jesus Christ, budget. this is a serious budget. And then you know, we're, we're also going to get Don a uh, a memory book. We're going to. Email all of all of his no, coworkers. No, send no, no. Survey. You know, send no. a, a message for Don. It doesn't matter, Don. It doesn't matter. You're getting it. It doesn't matter. It's, I, but you know no what? No one wants that. No you know one what? wants that. But everybody, they will. They will write lovely messages about the nope. times you. It's had like a yearbook. Jokes. Just Dude, wait. when's the last time just you wait. looked at your fucking yearbook? It's just pointless. I looked at mine recently because I was picking them up from well, the that's flood and you're, them out. Well, that's because you're a big fag, so whatever. I Jesus. I mean, that's actually exactly what uh, <laughs> Sean Neary wrote in my eighth grade yearbook. <laughs> huh. Like verbatim. Yes. That's, says it, it says it says everything you need to know. That you 90s. looked at your year. Very how old 90s. are you? Yeah, how old are you? I'm 29, 44. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, huh? I'm 44. You're 44 and you're still looking at your high school yearbook? No, that was my eighth grade yearbook. You're a G money Christmas. Holy shit. Well, I, I'm just sad for you. Hang I feel sad for Let's you. Let's back up. I'm sorry. You sent me a picture today of uh, <laughs> apparently WBEZ is sponsoring David Sedaris <laughs> and Henry Rollins. And you said, this is us, alternate versions of us. There is no question that you're David Sedaris. There's, I, there's not a question about it. Because I'd not. kick your ass. If I if, if we were in a Q&A, no, I wouldn't kick your ass. I like you too much. But Yeah, you wouldn't kick my ass. I don't no, like... like I no, don't I'm, like David Sedaris, so it's fine. Henry wait, Rollins can like kick his Sedaris? ass. I find him a, a feat and uh, annoying and and really genuinely unfunny. Oh, okay. So you like know him I personally? Find, like you don't like? Was he had a run in with him or something? No, I don't. I don't know him personally okay. any more than I know any, yeah. any more than I know any of the writers of McSweeney's, which I kind of want to punch in the face every time I read it. So. Well, Don, you're getting this memory book. People have sent in messages uh, for you. Fuck. And and pictures from your time, all these 40 years. No. Look at how, I was going to say skinny you were back then, but no, back then you were big old I was a guy. big fat yeah. guy. Yeah, but I got skinny. Yeah. Um, look, it's Brendan Fraser in The Whale. No, that's Don from 
1986. It's younger and healthier somehow. Now, it wasn't 1986. It was like 1990, 99. And I was, uh, yeah, I was sporting, I was sporting big fat guy. I mean, I wasn't the fucking whale. No, I I was, I was, I was pretty fat and I lost all that weight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're getting this book done, and we have to have a design element. Do I get now, wait a minute? Do I, do I get some before and after weight shots in my memory yeah, book? Course. It's like here's fat done, and then here's skinny done. And I'm sure somebody wrote a message, you know, that Cindy over in accounts payable was like, Don, I loved you when you were fat, Don, and I love you when you're skinny, Don. And the only the my only wish for you is that there was still more of you to hug because I love you so much. You know, and then I have to go light her house on fire. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, that's one action you could take. You could also just go, huh, or say, thanks. No, Marcy, no, light, light the right? house on fire. Lisa, what did I yeah, say? Cindy, was, Cindy, you said Cindy. Cindy? Sure. Yeah, I think you said Cindy. because I because I There was actually a Cindy. Payable that I, I get them confused all the time. So there, there, yeah. was a, there was a Cindy in accounts payable at uh, WBZ. Oh, so really? When oh, you said yeah. that, I actually saw her face. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this book has to have a rapper too. So we got to think again. What is Don into? Well, he's into Michigan football. Uh, so how is it? It's me, and all of these things are not things I'm into. Because I'm just making shit up. This is okay, not an actual right, I'm, character. I'm, I'm just. Well, then, but like, then you got Cindy from accounting, which is kind of I'm me. Just you know, up. it's like okay, all right. It's an improv thing, man. Don, your birthday's coming up in February, and I'm trying to get your present in order. Okay, so I'm like testing the waters for the kind of shit you might like. Okay, I, I, the guys I don't want any of, of that shit. Retirement party. Okay, because I don't want any of that shit. No, no, no. And it's just like, it's all sweet. It comes from a really good place. Whatever. The thing is, it's, it's strange for me to think of a person's time. And, and this is not like, again, this is not specific to any one person. It's not the things they like. That I may not, you know, whatever. It's, if somebody has to define you, what do you, who are you as a person? What are you into? And it's like, like, let's get real. I mean, like for me, like what would, if I were retiring and my company was going to do this thing for me, well, David likes boats. Um, he uh, loves thinking back to when he worked in radio. Uh, I don't know. What else do I like, Don? Like, I don't know. Well, but, here's the thing. Like, I guess it, my but, perspective like, that's what defines me. So like everything's right. me fucking no, both. That's not what defines you. That is that is not what defines you. But here's the thing that I that I think is interesting is that first of all, it's all I know that superficial though. That's the thing. So like, yeah, what it's, am all, I it's all superficial. It's all superficial yeah. shit. What I would say is when and this is what I think is interesting is that I I thought about this question when you sent it out. Sort of the Seinfeld. What's the deal? What's with the deal with retirement? retirement? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You do a better Seinfeld because you're Jew. Um, anyway. <laughs> Because you're I have you. To, yeah, I have to say these things. It's just part of the gig. You anyway, don't have to. I kind of do. I'm going to tell you what I tell my five. If you're David son. Sedaris and I'm Henry Rollins, I kind of have to. But Henry Rollins isn't a dick to his friends. Well, I'm not a dick to my friends. You're hurting my feelings, Don. My truth is being exposed as pained. Yeah, okay, I don't buy that. Anyway, no, what I would say, first of all, I know that for my retirement, because I don't have any intent of retiring, there's no retiring for the the nomad jump to job to job Rolling Stone guy. So my my retirement gift is going to be a fucking urn for my ashes. But what I would say is... Treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. If you're smart, is that you, you, you focus on not... 
sort of like this superficial, this is what I understand that person likes. You focus on what is everybody like? What What is something that just being a human being is? A, so if I'm getting you, David Himmel, a retirement gift, mm-hmm. I'm going to get you a massage of the month thing where every month you can go get a fucking 90-minute deep tissue massage. Why? Because fucking everybody loves a massage but doesn't really want to spend the money to have a massage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you I'm going to get you sort of like a, a a tour of all the nicest restaurants in Chicago mm-hmm. where you get to go and just sit at the chef's table at every one of these restaurants because you know what? Everybody, it doesn't matter whether you like U2 or Michigan football, everybody likes a fucking delicious meal at a five-star restaurant at the chef's table. That's fucking cool. Get things for people that that are kind of universal rather than these lame specifics where, what do we know about him? You know what I know about you? You're a goddamn human being and you like having people touch your body and you like having food. <laughs> You like body touching and you like food. So you're going to get massages and fucking great meals. That's a great retirement thing. It is. Not a fucking gold watch. Not a goddamn framed poster of LL Cool J. Give me a fucking break. It's autographed. It's the mama said knock you out. Who gives a shit? That stuff is going to be. Okay. Here's the thing. Jonathan, you know Jonathan Pitts, right? Yeah. Okay. Jonathan Pitts calls me, and this is when I was in Chicago, but he calls me up and his, his father had died years before and his mother had just died probably within a year of him calling me. And he says, Hey, what are you, what are you doing next weekend? And I said, well, I don't know. What do you, what do you need? Well, his mother and father had had a, and it was like a garage. It was huge. It was like a three-car garage storage facility where they had stored all the shit that they had amassed over their lives, right? And it was in this storage facility and he was paying for it because they were dead. And he was like, I want to clean it out. I want to clean this fucking thing out because I can't afford this fucking thing. It's stupid that I'm paying for it. So can you help me? I'm going to get a truck and we need to just sort through the stuff that I'm going to keep and the stuff that I'm going to throw away. And so I, you know, cause I'm, that's the guy I am. I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do it for two days. But it was, it, it, again, like they autographed LL Cool yeah. J or the U2. Yeah. They had so much of this shit that was like pointless. I mean, one of the things I thought was amazing was his dad was like a workout guy and he had workout equipment from like every decade. You could have made a workout equipment museum That's out of awesome. the shit that he That's had really, it was really his, cool yeah. it was hysterical <laughs> but throwing it away was a pain in the ass because it's workout equipment it's heavy you know what it is it's it's a workout to get rid of the workout oh you know, it was totally a workout the other thing is it's his workout mom had workout. his mom had an entire box of 1960s pornographic novels like pulp fiction novels like little you know like paperbacks oh, yeah and so, I mean, and there were like 30 of them. And he was like, I don't know what to do with these. I said, first of all, and I put them all like in a my own little on the concrete mosaic. Yeah. And took a picture of it because it was just too good. And I said, dude, you need to sell these because this shit is vintage. And 
he ended up making like three grand yeah, on those. People love that shit. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, there was so much bullshit that they just left behind. And I guarantee you, your retirement gifts of the fucking Michigan football. They're all on a other shelf. Other than the booze. Other than the booze. The booze right. is going to get drunk. Yeah. But everything else is just going to, it's, it's going to go in a storage facility where your children are going to have to fucking throw it away. That's it. That's yeah. pointless. No, you've got it's a great pointless. idea. You've got a great idea. And I, I think my, my, my question was less about, and thank you for the idea by the way, because I'm going to present that to the client next time. Be like, you know, let's consider it this way. And they'll probably be like, no, 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 we want to do a thing that's just for him. Like, okay, yeah. fine. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Um, but the question is like, what, if you were in this position of the retiring person and it was, it was going to be super personalized for Don, what would define you? Because there's this other thing that is, is really sad for so many reasons. Uh, Ugh, this is a terrible example, but it's the only one I can think of. Like in real, right, real cool. life and real time. Go. Yeah, go with it. There's some kid whose name I can't remember right now, and I'm sorry. Uh, constituents, villagers, no, of uh, Lafayette, West Lafayette, Indiana. That that little boy who died when he was like 10 or 11. And I, I don't remember how he I don't died. Even I, don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but this, Apparently kid, this not. kid in the in the in the community like died. Okay. Tra tragic, horrible, horrible thing. How did he die? How did he I die? I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, All right, so he just he he spontaneously spontaneously combusted. No yeah, sure. who knows? Yeah, uh, I feel bad because this is like a real thing. Well, you know, but yes, there are plenty of real things that are bad. So just go Gal with it. Galactus came down from. And just is like, nice. you know what? I just want the kid. No, you can have the planet. Was like Galactus eats planets. Wow. He just wanted he was a snack. On a diet. He was like, I don't want to He was like fat. a Dorito. I, I just want one single Dorito that this, be, this child represents. I don't want to be 1991 Eek. Galactus. I want to be 2023 Galactus. Healthier, Where it's just, I want thinner, a snack. Healthier, yeah. <laughs> <So>, thinner. <laughs> that's a callback. That was good. That was very good. So this kid dies. Galactus eats him. He's dead. <laughs> And the community, heartbroken over this, there's these decals, decals, decals made. De decals? Decals? There's decals. These decals. You know, it's decals, like Kegel. Like it's, like, it's, like, it's like Kegels where you work your vagina muscles. Yeah, you keep yeah. it tight. The decal clings. Yeah, the decal is. stickiness to the window of your car. Yeah. Decal clings. Cling. <laughs> Jesus. What? So the decal goes on the car, and the decal was, it's a baseball. And it has his name, I think, and maybe like his jersey number. I don't, I don't. Know. And what then like the angel fuck? wings. And I remember when oh, I first went down no. to the beer. No, bar house. not angel wings. There's no such thing as angels. That's how I remember it. Anyway, I know. I'm sure they did, but there's just no such thing. What and kind I, of nonsense? I asked about it because the Beardmores had one in their family car, and I'd seen them. You know, others around town. I asked about, them, and they tell me the story that I've clearly forgotten. And it just struck me as. Like for the rest of this kid's existence in the mind, well, he's dead. Of the people. Though he has he's no, dead. he has no existence. He's dead. But he carries on through the memory of people. All right, their memory right? of him involves angel wings and a baseball. That's fucking stupid. Baseball was the thing that defined him. Now, had he lived past eleven years old, if he, you know, let's say he's t t today, if he had lived, he would have been thirty. I'm making this up because I don't know how old he was. Would he still be into baseball? Because 
when my bar mitzvah, the theme of my bar mitzvah was baseball. Wow. I had a, a really? board with baseball That's crazy. cards and shit. My mom got these pens. You know, there was always like giveaways for the bar mitzvah. Like you'd have boxer shorts. And I don't know. I, I've say. never, I, I didn't, I didn't have a bar mitzvah. Yeah. You had, you, people would have boxer shorts on the back. There'd be a footprint and it would say like, I got a kick out of David's bar mitzvah. You know, that kind of shit. Are you Instead, shitting me? No. Instead, what I, I thought got, Jewish people had taste. Have you had Jewish food? That's not true. Jewish food's really good. Uh, yeah, Jewish food is very, very fucking good. Look, man, I'll, I'll tell you this. I haven't been to a bar mitzvah in Los Angeles where the tasteful Jews or New York. Okay, you know, all right. So, okay, so there's toast because you're Midwest the Midwest. Jews are not known for being Midwest funny. Jews have yeah. very little. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. It's good to know. It's like you got to process. Um, so mine was, it was a baseball bat pen, like a ballpoint pen in the shape of a baseball bat. And it said... I love your mom so much. Yeah, she did this all on her own. She kills me. She did this all on her own. I had no idea, and I saw God, that's funny. These gifts or these whatever party favors, and I thought, Mom, this is great. What a great like. My mom is good at this shit. So it was a baseball pen that said David's bar mitzvah was a hit. Oh my God! Funny side story to that. So that's when I was in seventh grade, junior year in high school. I'm in a I'm in an English class. Some random girl who was not in my circle of friends. Like, I'd seen her in the hallways, whatever. But, like, I don't remember her name. I don't think I knew her name then. Yeah. But she was in my class, and I don't know. I, I look around, and I see her writing at her desk with a fucking baseball bat pen. And it was your... And I look at pen. it, and I'm like, well, I've only seen those one place in my entire life, and that was at my bar mitzvah. But I don't know this chick. And my bar mitzvah was... Yeah. Four, four years ago, four or five years ago, there's no way that that's my bar mitzvah pen. But I have to find out. So I get up and I go over to her desk and I was like, hey, can I see your pen for a second? She's like, uh, yeah? Because like, what the fuck, kid? And sure as fuck, it was my bar mitzvah pen. I'm like, where did you get this? She's like, I don't know. My friend, it was like this weird, like, did you get a blowjob out of that? Get one? No, I gave her one. Okay, fair. As long as there was some yeah. sort of mutual uh, exchange, I, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Head was because that's a great, that's a great, like, what is it, meat cute? The sweetest meat cute. Yeah. I mean, that's like a Paul Rudd story, right? You know what I mean? That's the, you know, if, if if you had sex, if you had sex, it's a Paul Rudd story. If you didn't have sex, it's a Zach Galifianakis story. I thought you were gonna say Zach Braff, but either way works. Yeah. Either way, either yeah. it's the same. It's a Zach. So like, I I just think like if you know. We evolve as people. Like his, it's that's like the unfortunate part about a life being cut short. Is like this is all you had a moment for. If I had died when I was thirteen, baseball, it'd be baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so not my thing. See, if I had died at thirteen, it'd just have to be masturbation. Because the thing is, you're talking about the surface level. Let's get to the real thing. If yeah. I died at 13 and you were like, what was Don really good at? What was his passion? It was jerking off. So When I was 13, yeah. I masturbated four times a day. But let's look at that. They I'm 57 and I still jerk off twice a day. Right. Come on. So we evolve. And now as I retire or if I drop dead, my company <laughs> would get me something nautical themed. If you retired or drop dead... Masturbation. And now, Warsack 
of the news. Your first headline in Remember Libraries? <laughs> Presidential centers from Hoover to Bush and Obama unite to warn a fragile state of U.S. democracy. So the presidential libraries, like, yeah, you know, yeah. presidents have their library with their libraries. It's not just museums. There's like the yeah, library no, no, museum. Yeah, I'm, I know you know, but I'm explaining it to the. the oh, okay. Oh, Walsh, I see. Yeah. The idiots. You're explaining to the Julie. Podcast. You're explaining to the Julie Rush because she doesn't know anything about presidential libraries. I was going to say Julie in Wichita, but that's demeaning to Wichita. That is totally. So it's demeaning to you because at you you get. Let's just do it for Brandon. Brandon is in Utah. Brandon. He didn't know shit. Right. So yeah, the presidential libraries and museums. The museum is a museum. You know, there's all the artifacts. Yeah. There's all the, the many guns and steps that Gerald Ford tripped over and that shot at him, you know. Uh, By the way, have you ever been to the Gerald Ford of course. Uh, presidential library? You know that going to the presidential libraries or slash, because not everybody has presidential libraries, uh, or like their birthplace, or like whatever is like the official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that thing. shit. I that love is my that bucket shit. list to go to all of the presidents. That's my bucket. Oh, list. Oh, so I haven't been yeah. to all of them, but I've been to a lot of them. I haven't been to all of them. My, yet, bu but I'm, I'm my bucket of... list is to go to every wax museum in the United States. But that's, wax museums, you know, my personal hell. But I love wax museums. But you were asking anyway, about yeah. So was the, the presidential libraries? Thirteen of them said that there's a threat to democracy. Say that there's a threat to. And democracy. I would say. So, there's like and, and I would say these things at these libraries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like weight behind this stuff. And I and my my response to that is, wow, great way to come in late to the game. No shit. Yeah. You you just now came up with that. All thirteen think tanks just came up with the threat to democracy. We've known this shit since 2015. You know what, though? Maybe this is all about the idea of former presidents, even though they're dead. You know, Hoover's dead. No, I think. Exactly. It's just the, it's the librarians. Uh, but it gives them time to think things through. Well, versus when they're president, they have to act fast, you know? And it doesn't give them a chance to be as good as they probably could. Well, here's my so, question. And this really is my honest question. Do you think, because you know my type... My type is like a, a dirty tattooed librarian. Yeah. So do you think any one of those 13 librarian like think tanks has like a dirty tattooed librarian? Because she, I will listen to. I doubt they have a dirty tattooed librarian, but I've get, I bet they've got a tattooed, or excuse me, I bet they've got a librarian who wants to get dirty with a tattooed schmuck in Wichita. Yeah, the thing is, I think the Eisenhower—I think the Eisenhower mother hey, who won't die. I think the Eisenhower Museum here in Abilene, Kansas. I'm pretty sure, dirty tattooed librarian. I'm hooking up with her. How far is Eisenhower's library from you? I I don't know. I've been there. Uh, I I haven't been there since I've been in Wichita, but uh, Abilene's not that. I mean, I'm sure it's. The thing is, it's Kansas, so it's probably 17 hours, even yeah. though. Kansas isn't that big. It, it'll feel like it'll 17, feel like 17 hours because it's like driving inside of a fucking paper bag. I don't know. I'd rather drive through Kansas than Nebraska. 
I find Kansas well, to be more pretty in the way that like an open ocean is. It's no, just like Kansas is not pretty, but Nebraska is just a wasteland. So Nebraska is go. like doing like a like doing a Zack Snyder fucking zombie apocalypse movie. Yeah. <laughs> in ah, I'm sorry. Looks like you'll have to make friends with other kids at the playground. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Apple quietly made a big change to its website. It says a lot about its future. So Apple, last week, Apple added a new section to its website that features first-party apps. <laughs> so featuring its own apps. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's no press release. I'm reading this from Inc.com. The company didn't email members I mean, of the I press don't know about to let them Inc. know yeah. it was there. It just pressed publish, and there it was. I have well, I, I mean, that's things. I have zero response I, to that. It's like, yeah, okay. Um, you know, Apple. Apple is one of the most successful companies on the planet. I love my Apple Watch. I love my Apple uh iphone i love my ipad i love my mac desktop you know i'm I'm a big apple guy but i don't really routinely go to the apple website to check out what their apps are doing i've got apps i don't give a shit whatever it works so i picked this story for two reasons yes i'm One, curious it's about an this. apple story so i was like let's give this to don because it's an apple story and he's an apple because he likes his apple he likes shit. yeah i am but a beta guy it's two true. and not four, a beta male but a beta guy. Beta guy. Big difference. Big difference. Uh, the second reason, and the foremost reason, is because who fucking cares? How is e even though I'm, and I am an story. Apple guy, and right. I'm an Apple guy, and I don't care. You That's the thing. I love my Apple, care. and I don't give a sh and I do not give a shit. So it's talking, but it goes on to talk about like what this means for the future of Apple. And I read this story, and then I read another one. I'm like, it, it means nothing. This is such a nothing. It's a. The thing is, this is the thing. They are the biggest. They're one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. And and so there's an entire industry. There really is. There's an entire industry behind finding fault with Apple. Well, finding and, fault, and making, but also like just finding out, the just finding stuff anything about, about it. Yeah, let's Mac, uh, let's Mac just world oh. and Apple. What is it? Uh, Mac hacks or so, like whatever those like nine to five Mac, Mac yeah, yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No, it, it, there's a whole industry behind making comments about anything Apple does. It's sort of like Lizzo. There's a whole industry behind any pound she loses or gains. Well, there's a whole industry right now, but. That maybe she's an asshole. No, this is what it is. It's fucking Michael Jackson. Apple was Michael Jackson. When Michael Jackson be became reclusive, the media was like, we need to find some story because we need our Michael Jackson fix. We can't sell magazines unless we get our Michael Jackson fix. So yeah, here's some shit we're going to make up about him. And then my Jackson was also like feeding them a lot of bullshit just to stir the pot and keep yeah. bullshit going, keep himself relevant. But anyway, so this is like Apple hasn't done anything really really new in a while no, everything's everything's been sort of reiterated so they're like, like the oh my thing. god so, yeah, there's I get, a new i get that yeah re, a, a gentle reorganization on the web page and apple's like no fuck. apple's known for their big shit i mean my god the 1984 
uh, commercial is like one of the most Dude, iconic, that was right? That was like, like 30 years ago. Every Apple event. 40 years ago. But every when, when Apple has something to say, they fucking say it. So by well, it's because they get more money than God. Doesn't and they matter. Can by, do them, that. by them doing this. And cool like, shit. We're and a whole cult of people. We're just updating our website. They're like Scientologists. So, it's very, very powerful. It's, it's This is fucking, the media is fucking hungry for some fucking All right. wacko jacko shit. All right, your next, They're just looking, your next yeah. headline. All right, bring it. In only the good die young, but only the... <laughs> Only the old run for Congress. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi says she'll seek House re-election in 2024, dismissing talk of retirement at age 83. Well, here's the thing. And, and, and the thing is, I read about that and I thought, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Nancy's doing, at 83, Nancy's rocking it. I mean, I mean, she looks good. She's healthy. She's got her mind. Yeah, man. She's got two years uh, you know, on the She's more loose. Freezing she, up like uh, She's more fucking lucid than most. Yeah, exactly. She's more lucid than most of the 83-year-olds in Congress right now or in the world. So I'm kind of thinking, all right, so maybe that San Francisco shit's uh, proving good. Everybody's got a different gene pool. Yeah. I mean, I hang around. I, I, I see guys that are 57. I mean, what, who's the, the leader, the, whatever, the lead singer of Smash Mouth died at 56. I'm 57. I go, what the fuck? The thing about it is, I see guys my age and they look old. And I'm definitely old, but I don't look old. Well, they and I don't hard. act old. There's, there's genetics and there's hard living. This Dude, I live pretty hard too. I mean, look at my fucking life. Yeah, but Steve, Smash Mouth Steve died from liver failure, which is likely a result. Yeah, well, I'm not going to, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll die from liver failure a little bit. But I'm just saying, yeah. Nancy, I'd vote for her again. I mean, I, I like Nancy. I think she's badass. And I think she'll probably be lucid even into her late 80s. So why not? Your next headline in, look, you don't fuck with people's kids. You don't fuck with their boats. Active... Activists spray red paint over billionaire Walmart Har Harris's heiress's super yacht. First, let me try that again. Activists spray red paint over billionaire Walmart heiress's super yacht for a second time. You should see this fucking picture. This oh, yacht, first of all, let me I'm just paint it. the picture. Okay, this yeah. yacht for our listeners. This yacht is gigantic. I don't. Uh, mm -hmm. It's got to be in here. So I thought I read what size it was. The Walmart people are so fucking wealthy. The the, the, the Bittenville, Arkansas, fucking Waltons. Jesus Christ. Tell you what, um, Mr. Walmart, the founder, the fuck was his yeah. name? Sam Walton. Sam, Sam Walton. Yeah. He was a member of the Beta Theta Pi fraternity, which is the same fraternity that I'm a, I'm a, fuck, was a, once a beta, always, shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter. Go on. <laughs> no, no. I th the thing I think is interesting is if you look at studies, and, it, and I have read these studies, I think it's very interesting, is that the disruptive vandalism, stopping traffic, that kind of thing, actually results in more people not agreeing with your position on whatever cause you have. Because, and, 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 and I mean, the studies say it alienates people and it turns people against your cause. Those are the, the those are what the studies say. What I say, and this is just my me pulling it out of my ass, is my difficulty is that the best protests when it comes to this kind of thing 
have to have a sense of humor. And if there's no sense of humor, then you have no grounds in which to change minds. Your next headline. In, oh, they've come a long way since being the go-to site for fake topless photos of Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Google turns 25. <laughs> That's the best lead up to a non-story. Buddy, let I've me just tell you. My life. My That's freshman year in college. Lead up. That's the best lead up. I am of that age. I'm at the ass end of Gen X that like missed. <laughs> I, I, I missed any kind of like online presence in my high school career. So like I didn't get my yeah, first yeah, email I until I was at UNLV and it was UNLV.edu. It was the, the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have a computer. I had to go to the computer lab. Like a different fucking world. Dude, um, I learned basic in in senior my right. senior year There's in high school. I learned how to write basic. That's how basic. old I am. I learned basic in junior high. Yeah. The difference All right, there between, you go. Yeah. The difference is that you and I are very much the same in that way, but like yeah, yeah. my brother Eric who's 3 years younger than me, by the time he got to college, 100% different world than when I was in college. Oh yeah, totally. It it, That's it changed fast so it fast. Went. Yeah, it really so, changed fast. But I can remember like going into uh, Mike Ross's and Matt Sandoval's room, their dorm room. Uh, they became my roommates sophomore year. Uh, we lived off campus. We had an apartment. Um, but anyway, going into because they had a computer and it was plugged into the internet. And there you go. We used, I don't even know if we used, I think we were using Yahoo actually to like, like hot pictures of. Cameron Diaz. Like, I remember, like, what is this for? And somebody's saying, like, you can find topless photos of your favorite actress. And I was like, oh, that was literally my introduction to the internet. What is this for? Oh, you can find pictures Dude. of your favorite actress's boobs. So how long, so how long, how long ago was this? 1997. 26 so what, what is years that? Ago. Uh, well, 26 years later. So that was Ben Yeah. I still use Google. To find naked pictures of my favorite uh, actresses. So, yeah. Once in a while, I'm like, hey, Christina Ricci. Yeah, there's man, some I nude stuff. More I really more. find her hot. I'm totally into her. So, Oh, Christina Ricci is unquestionably. Yeah. And then, and then in, a, in, a, in a completely uncomfortable, like, wow, I'm too old for her. But then the Rolling Stones just had her in a fucking video. So, Sydney Sweeney. I'm, you know. Yeah. Um. That's creep. I mean, I, I I have to say, it's. Have you seen the video, the Rolling Stones video I for saw anger? That it was the thing I haven't watched it. Yet. I mean, Sydney Sweeney is super hot for like a twenty-year-old, but these guys are like, I mean, they're Nancy Pelosi age, and they're fucking. Yeah, so they're, you know, and I, I mean, I, yeah, I like to look at tits, so I'm, I'm attracted. I'm like, oh yeah, Sydney Sweeney, she looks great in this video, except for the fact that this is the Rolling Stones. And they're 900, they're Methuselah age. Yeah. And they've got this hot 20-year-old uh, yeah. showing off. I mean, you know, she's got a bustier on, but whatever. It's but just fam- a little. Just just so it's fair. Like, just to balance out misogyny and the future. I would like to balance out the, to- the misogyny and the misandry. I'd like to really balance it out, yeah. If uh, Bernadette Peters... <laughs> were to put out a music video. <laughs> okay. I would gladly 
be the, the hot piece of meat in her video. In the greatest tone-deaf attempt to bridge the canyon of inequality, only to fall into that canyon, but thankfully, you have a golden parachute. <laughs> Highland Park, Illinois, cancels, quote, poverty simulation event due to public feedback. Oh, you got to explain this. Can I... Let me just read. You get okay. no. You got it. Yeah. You you got it. You got to give us some guys. I haven't heard about this, I'm but gonna, that I'm sounds too delicious. I'm going to dive into the story. This is from this yeah. Is this Chicago's sounds so NBC, good. Chicago Five NBC Chicago Five. Stop me when you've heard enough. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Highland no, Park has did, canceled that's... a planned poverty simulation slated for this weekend after some criticized the event on social media. The event was originally announced Tuesday, but city officials responded Wednesday to cri to criticism. The Northern Chicago suburb has announced it was partnering with the Alliance for Human Services, Family Focus, Moraine Township, and the Highland Park Community Foundation to host a poverty simulation event to increase residents' understanding and awareness of what it is like to live in poverty in Lake County. The event, set for Saturday at the Highland Park Country Club, <laughs> will give participants an immersive experience aimed at showing them what a month in poverty feels like according to the city's postings okay this is the worst idea I've i ever want heard. to set the stage just a little bit more for this those is like listeners. this is like it's this is like black like me or be a native american for a day this is terrible yeah highland park uh, uh I, I lived on the south South side of Chicago. Yeah, South yeah, South yeah, South exactly. Flossmore. Highland Park. Yeah. I, my cousins lived up there. Whenever we would go up to Highland Park, I felt like I was entering another world. There, it, was, it was shaded and sunny and old trees and beautiful houses, big and small, and it's up against the lake, and it just, it, there's money, and it's, and it's Jewish. You know, like... I didn't mean to say that. Well, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. diabolical Jewish. I didn't yeah, you, you, like yeah, that, you, you said I, it with horns. You said I, it with yeah, devil I horns. I heard it. I heard the devil horns. I know you did. Out. You kind of did mean Here to. We are. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah. But uh, this is where, when Michael Jordan was playing for the Bulls, this is where Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball Arguably, maybe the goat, right? I, I would, I would say he's the greatest basketball player of all time. The yeah, motherfucker sure. had money and prestige and everything, and he chose to. Not not have like a gorgeous mansion in the Gold Coast or Lincoln Park in the city. He didn't do the Obama thing where he was in right. uh, like he, he yeah. go Hyde Park by the South Side Island. Hyde Park. He went yeah, to fucking Highland Park. Highland Park. Uh, I I I gotta I gotta give him credit in a way. Like, hey, self awareness. But like. You only took one step. Poverty days. You only took one step into self awareness. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough, man. So, that being said about Highland Park, your reaction to it, because I spun out on this shit for hours last night, laughing. Well, my reaction, my reaction to it is, it's in the hall stage. Are you, are you Fred? Are you are, are you uh, aware of the uh, Substacker and novelist uh, or nonfiction novelist? He's not a novelist. Novelists are fiction uh, writer Freddie DeBoer. That name is very familiar, but you know that I don't read. He just read came out. He just came out with a book called "How the Elites Took Over Social Justice." Ooh, and it's a very, very good. A whole book, book on a, this. Okay. Oh, it's a really. This guy is like 
He's he's like an idiot savant. This guy knows so much shit and has so deep. I love Freddie Boer. I'm buying that book but, right uh, now. But uh, the book itself is fucking illuminating, and it's basically that's exactly what it is. Is how these are social justice movements that were started from a place of need and a place of information and a place of uh, sort of like can persuading people to see a certain thing. And he basically says, you know, all the elites have taken over all this shit. Who's, all who's the, the author? Sorry. Who's the author again? Freddie DeBoer. Frederick DeBoer. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a really good book and it really does exactly what your Highland Park story is. It's like, yeah, the, the richest people are trying so hard to adopt social justice memes without actually having the consequences of actually living them and that that is exactly what that that my reaction to that is wow freddie DeBoer is right on the money and now an extraneous quote of the week to ponder as you consider life was pressing suicide All right, so now we're going to go into, it's a new segment called the Quote of the Week. We've done, all right, so here is the Quote of the Week. And, 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 and I have to say, I picked this quote because it means something to me. And then as I thought about this quote, I realized, oh, wow, this says a little bit about, uh, about our, our Zoomers. In a, in, in a way that I have to kind of reflect. I have to kind of go, zoomers? oh. The Zoomers, the American Zoomers. The fuck the is Generation Z. Generation Z? The ge- yeah, the Zoomers. You sound like a fucking they bitch and complain when you about that. The, well, no, they can bitch and complain about the Boomers. They're the Zoomers. Anyway, uh, here's the quote. Long before they were born, George Bernard Shaw. All right, no. Reintroduce it without the fucking snide old man comment. No, I'm making this. I give no, yourself you know, some respect. No, I'm giving myself respect because Sound like a fucking asshole. Well, it's fine. I, I, I've, I've admitted to that. I'm an asshole. Here, I'm not editing any of this out. Here is <laughs> because this is the thing. Is I read this and I went, I've loved this quote forever, and I went, oh, I have to rethink my stance on the Zoomers. Stop saying I Zoomers. Have to why re- is that? In, why it's hitting me in a weird way tonight? I don't it's know, like but that's chewing. what they. Do you have Do you have cavities, or do you have like fillings in your teeth? By no, you have no. I've never had a cavity in my life, so you don't know the joy that you get from chewing on aluminum foil. No, I don't. And now that I'm saying it out loud, why the fuck would I ever have chewed on aluminum foil? But if you have, I don't. If you have fillings, know. the metal when the aluminum foil metal I, touches, yeah, it, I, 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 it's it fine. Pain down to your. I call them zoomers, and I'm going to call them All zoomers right, anyway. Yeah. I read this quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's one of my favorite quotes for most of my life. I love this quote. Um, but as I read it in thinking about today, I realized, oh, perhaps I'm a little bit of an asshole about the Zoomers and their identification with whatever they want to identify oh, with. This is all a bit set up. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. This is a George Bernard Shaw. Quote, long, dead long before the Zoomers were born. 
dead long before the Xers were born. Yeah. Life Asshole. isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Okay. And it occurred to me when I, again, this has been something I've, I've lived this. I've, I've, I've loved this quote since forever. I don't even remember. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. And when you look at it from a certain angle, the concept of the Zoomer saying, I'm going to identify myself as a thing that I have decided I'm going to, that's kind of creating yourself. Mm-hmm. And I can't be quite as judgmental when I place it in that respect. Maybe I have to kind of, maybe I kind of have to look at the 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 self identification sort of uh, well, I don't know what you would call it rampant uh, locust like cultural thing of self-identification and go, yeah, well, if life is not about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself, they're indeed creating in themselves. And I guess I kind of have to respect that. And so, yes, it was a setup. Yes, I am admitting that perhaps I need to rethink uh, some biases that I have. And I really like that quote. That's my quote of the day. Quote of the week. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I'm on the other side of the fence from you here. Because I heard it, and my first thought was, well, that's that's stupid, because that's what people are doing. They're just making shit up and saying, I've created this, so therefore I am. Except, <sighs> we can only It's def- George Bernard Shaw, I dude. Know. He knew shit. He was, a, he was pretty Look, sage. Man. George Washington... You just picked somebody with the name no, George. No, no, no. That was, Jesus a, that was just a funny coincidence. Okay. George Washington said and did a lot of really smart, great shit. Yeah. George Washington also was a slave owner. Nobody's perfect. Everybody has their moment of like, ah, fuck, not so good. Everybody gets their fucking, their bad album. You know, Okay, everybody- David, 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 I want to back you up. If you lived in a time where owning slaves was allowed, you'd own slaves. Uh, That's fine. There are six things you should do this week. All right, so your first thing to do uh, is a read. This is an Esquire, and I have not recommended Esquire in years, if ever, on this podcast. I ended my subscription. They got a new editor. It got really obnoxiously woke, like your point about the elites, how the elites are ate the social justice movement or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Esquire got just pretty fucking terrible. Um, but this is a story called The Falling Man by Tom Junode. This is from, mm-hmm. it's an Esquire. It's from September 1st, uh, 2003. Wow, so that's two old. Two years after, and this is about. Oh, I know exactly what this is about. Yes. The I've image, that, that image yeah. of the person falling headfirst with his arms at his side, alongside one of the towers jumping to his death from one of the burning 
Towers. We don't know who this guy is. And it's a, f- what? I remember reading it in 2003. I, I've, I, yeah, I read this I of, at it. the time. Yeah. yeah. And thinking, yes, yeah, this is fucking nuts. Like, even two years later, like, we were still in the grips of, we were still living in a 9-11 world. Reading it again, all these years later, it's... It's good. I'm going to read it again, yeah. The specter of 9-11, man. Like, we make jokes now, you know, never forget. Hey, what's what's tomorrow? Well, I don't know. Oh, did you forget it's 9-11? Ha, ha, ha. I thought we were never going to forget. You know, ha, ha, whatever. I'm totally making that joke on 9-10. I know you are. I know you are. Uh, but there's, man, we still, like, I'm going to say it, man. The terrorists fucking won. They broke. Of course they did. And they changed America. And I think they changed it for. The worse. The worse. Oh, absolutely. In so many ways, big and small, the terrorists fucking won. And it's not because we kept playing the Dixie Chicks on the radio, you know, like the terrorists fucking won in real 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 ways in the ways that they probably wanted to beat us and on a completely different note i've got a theme to mine my three this uh my first thing is a listen and it's actually three hours of listen i want you to listen to freakonomics episode 554 which is entitled can ai take a joke yeah 555 <laughs> new technologies always scare us is scare us is ai any different and 556 ai is changing everything does that include you it is the guest host adam davidson who is from planet money mm-hmm. um spends three episodes on freakonomics talking about our fears and the realities of our fears and whether or not they're justified about artificial intelligence i cannot recommend these three episodes enough because it really, I mean, what I loved about the way Adam took it was you can walk away going, oh, fuck, I should be terrified. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, fuck, this is overblown. And it's really up to you whether you not whether or not you want to decide to be afraid or not. Yeah. It's really good shit. It's really well reported, really well researched. Uh, Freakonomics episode 554, 555, and 556, I highly recommend to anybody that listens to podcasts. Agreed. And I've gotten three good workouts off of those podcasts in my ears. Exactly. They're so good. They're so fucking good. My next thing is also a read and also an Esquire and also a throwback. This is from February 1st, 1999 by John Miller. Oh, shit. It's in their features section. So you can find this online. Uh, you can sign up if there's, you know, there's like a, it's not, it's not a paywall, but it's a wall. So like make an account, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. February 1st, 1999. Wow. It's an important date. It's two days before my birthday. The headline. Uh, Sorry. Let me just, let me paint a broader picture. Broad, broaden that picture, my friend. The cover of this, uh, issue Featured Pamela Anderson in like wow. boy short underpants, a yeah, a life partner beater, wife beater, because it was ninety nine. We call them wife beaters. Kind of leaning over, uh, her hair is blown, and it says that the main headline is the triumph of cleavage culture. Yeah, I'm a fan. Sub cover lines. 
Dan Patrick, ESPN's Warrior King, takes a beating. Whatever. <laughs> okay. The Whatever. second one, Osama bin Laden. An interview with the world's most dangerous terrorist. Holy shit. So, again, like, we have to think about this. February 1st, 1999, two and a half years before mm-hmm. 9-11. You know, give or take a few months. Yeah. Side note, if you remember the movie Hannibal with Jodie Foster. Uh, uh, that was uh, Julian uh, Moore. Julian Moore. Moore. Yeah. yeah, Julian Moore. There's a moment in that movie where they're looking at the FBI's most wanted, the top ten most wanted, mm-hmm. And it's like somebody, Hannibal Lecter, yeah. Osama bin Laden is like number five. Like, and you watch it, you're like, who the fuck are these people? Who cares? I think like maybe a couple yeah. of them were potential nine or would be nine eleven terrorists. I don't remember, but it's a weird moment if you go back now and you watch it. So like, considering this is fucking heavy shit. So in the February issue, nineteen ninety nine. Greetings, America. My name is Osama bin Laden. Now that I have your attention, ellipsis, and then here you go into a fucking interview with an Esquire reporter, Esquire magazine, Pamela Anderson. Just the second Esquire thing. On her, with, with her boobs, they're not out, but like, it's, it's Pamela Anderson. Like, no, it's, and there's nipples showing. Yeah, and yeah, above yeah. The, uh, above the Bin Laden headline is a story about cleavage. Inside of those, behind God, those so boobs. We themed this. You 9-11 themed this, and I, I themed this. All right, I'm going to read that. My second thing. What a fucking time, from, man. <laughs> is and I gotta, from Wired. Sorry, I just, let me just, I yeah. just got to finish this thing. So you're, you're warning us about what we've already experienced, and I'm warning us about what we're going to experience. It's, uh, yeah, I think if, it's interesting. If you're listening and you... You were a baby or you weren't born yet in 9-11, you know, when 9-11 happened, like when the day that, if you're not old Read enough, it. like really, like. Read this shit. Yeah, like, of course, like we look at Pearl Harbor history. now, like you and I, Don, we look at Pearl Harbor like, yeah, yeah, that was fucked up. We look at the Holocaust. It was fucked up. Terrible, terrible, horrible shit. Never happened again. Blah, 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 blah. But to live through it. Yeah. And it's also different. Like the Holocaust is not the same, but like Pearl Harbor. Even that's like, oh shit, something fucking changed. Right? Like, yeah. that's a moment. Everything changed. Everything changed. But I changed. also, yeah. I, I, would, I would make the argument that 9 11 is even crazier than Pearl Harbor because it was in fucking New York. It happened in the middle of the day on primetime television, cable yeah, television. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember. Yeah. All that shit. The amount of shit that changed because of 9 11 immediately. My second God, thing. what a fucking time. You're talking about 9-11. I'm talking about right now. What This is Wired Magazine by uh, Stephen Levy. What OpenAI really wants. Subheadline, the young company sent shockwaves around the world when it released ChatGPT, <laughs> but that was just the start. The ultimate goal, change everything. Yes, everything. I highly recommend this read. It really gives you an insight on... Uh, what the company that released ChatGPT had in mind and what they are planning on in the future when it comes to artificial intelligence, which apparently everybody that's involved hates that term, artificial intelligence. They don't have a better one, but they hate that term. 
But I highly recommend that you read that because you're talking about 9-11 and I'm talking about 9-11 coming up. Yeah. All right, my third thing to do this week. It's another read. It's not an 11. Oh, good God. You changed well, you, you changed courses. But I think it's as bad as 9-11 because it involves Jimmy Fallon. Okay, that, I did read this, yes. Rolling Stone. Rolling. <laughs> Chaos, comedy, and crying mm-hmm. rooms inside Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. I originally had this as a, as a Rorschach, and my, my lead into it was uh, in... Crazy doesn't make you funny ever, ever. You were never funny. Because <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. It's never been funny. Never. Not He's very once. affable. He is affable at best. I mean, that's if you're on fucking mushrooms and peyote and. Ecstasy. No, his stuff with Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande, Grande uh, is very affable. Is it's crowd very cute. pleasing fucking. Yes. Easy to He's a monkey. Zip. He's a he circus is. monkey with peanuts. I get it. Yeah. Katie told me that she, because like her coming of age SNL, like we all have our generation yeah. of SNL, right? That we attach to. Sure. Which, pause. What was yours? What's your, like your SNL? The original, the original, the original cast. No. Okay. Yeah. The original cast, right. because that was when I started watching Saturday Night Live. Was it like 70, was it 76, yeah. 75? Yeah, I think 76. That was when I started yeah, watching it. Yeah, 75. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That, that was when I started watching okay. it. So Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, fucking, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Gilda Radner. Yeah. Th- those were my people. So that, that, my that's people where I like, learned comedy. I was peeking into it in the late 80s, but it's really like 90 to like 93. Oh, so it's shit. like. So. Chris Farley, Mike Myers, Adam Sandler. Oh wow! Hartman, you, so you Dana you Cardi. totally bypassed a Christopher Guest. Uh, oh, I totally Billy missed. Crystal. The, yeah, I totally missed. Oh, so yeah, Eddie yeah, Murphy I was there for that, and, but, and and but yeah, wow, that's crazy. Eddie Murphy was yeah. a big deal. Yeah, I was I a kid. Like, I I, my, bedtime was, like, my bedtime was like eight thirty nine o'clock. And well, the thing, years, dude, you know, like, dude, in seventy six, I was eleven years old, and I was totally well, into mom those was guys. A teenager, so fair enough, you know. That's fair enough. I did get to watch it but late. Katie's, night. Yeah, that's true. Katie's was the one that I hate the most, which was the Jimmy Fallon. The Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, years. I don't care. For, I don't think that those are yeah, any good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they're any good. Uh, so but uh, yeah, she's whatever. Told me, she's like, when I first met you, I'm, I'm probably ruining this, but something like, I kind of reminded her of Jimmy Fallon in that. Oh Jesus that like, Christ! That's ever. such an insult. That's, that's like such saying, an insult. John, you are such a good leader. You remind me a lot of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, well, not exactly. your anti-Semitism, just in the way that you can organize an army and invade countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like more like you're like Mussolini. More like Mussolini. Oh, you kind of kept to your own shit. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I I agree with your 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 recommendation. I read the article. Um, he's made a, an apology, which is sort of shallow. Um, but I yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, it, it it's a good it's a good read. It's a, it's actually a very interesting read. And really what it points out is that Jimmy Fallon is an alcoholic. That's it. I mean, if yeah. you want to boil the entire article down, Jimmy Fallon's an alcoholic. So some days he's really erratic and some days he's really nice. Yeah. And the days that he's erratic, he makes the Zoomers cry. Okay. <laughs> My third thing is a watch. It's a throwback, given that I'm on an AI thing. A decade ago, Spike Jones 
came off as her came off as a kooky bit of speculative sci-fi. Joaquin Phoenix plays a lonely man who's seduced into a relationship with his phone's voice assistant, played by Scarlett Johansson. Flash forward to today, however, and it's clear that the future point painted by her is already here. Just a fort, just a couple of weeks ago, in The Guardian, they had a feature headline: "Is it adultery if you cheat with an AI companion?" I'm going to suggest that you watch 2013 Spike Jones film Her because with all of the oh my god AI is taking over the world it's going to be fucking Skynet probably it's mostly just going to be a love interest for really lonely dudes it's just going to be it's just going to be a sex doll for lonely dudes as scary as AI is, it's probably just going to be a masturbatory thing. And here we come back to masturbation, you old geezer. Happy retirement, Don. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on literateape.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you go to get that delicious podcast experience. If you enjoy the dulcet sounds of two white guys babbling about whatever comes into their stunted brains, leave us a review anywhere that, you know, reviews are left. And share it with someone whom which you have a dubious relationship. For information about Literate Ape, Go to literateape.com, of course, and check out the rest of our podcasts and our years of scribbling. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>